Hello Life Church Bath. It's so good to see you. It's great to be together wherever you are watching. First off, I just want to say this. The building is closed, but the church is wide open. And with that, I want to acknowledge it is Mother's Day today. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there that have been nurturing and bringing comfort to the world ever since the world began. This is a time that the world needs nurturing and we just want to thank you and acknowledge who you are. We love you and we just pray that today you feel extra special just for being you. I'm going to just quickly read um, Psalm 121 before we go into worship and I would just like to encourage all of you, if you would just like to get your hearts ready for worship, we're going to exalt the name of Jesus and when we're going to hear a, a really, really important and, and exciting message from Dan and Fee from America. So wherever you are, if you want to stand up, you want to get yourself in a position to worship God, and I'm just going to read to you Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Who dwells in the shelter of the Most High Will rest in the shadow of Almighty God You are my strength, my fortress You are my God to God. 
Only you are worthy. Only you are worthy. 
feet of Jesus. I'll keep pouring out my worship. Let it kiss the feet of Jesus. I'll keep pouring out my worship. Let it kiss the feet of Jesus. I'll keep pouring out my worship. Oh, I'll keep pouring out. Oh, yes, I'll keep pouring out my worship. Let it kiss the feet of Jesus. I'll keep pouring out my worship. Let it kiss the feet of Jesus. I'll keep pouring out my worship. Let it kiss the feet of Jesus. I'll keep pouring.
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Life Church and people who are part of Life Streams Ministries around the world. Whatever of the five nations you're in, we just want to first of all just declare God's blessing over you, His healing over you, His peace over you, His goodness over you, His life over you, vitality over you, and because He is so good. Fee? Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, I was just praying and the Lord was speaking to me about be really careful in this time what you feed. Um, Dan often says what you feed grows and what you starve dies. And we're a people of faith, we're not a people of fear. Amen. Stay in faith, don't be fearful. And stay in peace and not panic. Oh, it's easily said than done, Fee. Well, if you're full of the word, yes. the result will be faith because yes. faith comes by hearing his word. Um, and I was just really praying and I felt like the Lord saying, be careful what you hear. Mm. Um, if you fill your mind with all the information that is being bombarded at us yes. every single day, there's something that literally happens. You can feel the anxiety mm. rising mm. as you watch the news reports and all the statistics. But can I just encourage you, it's okay mm. to stay informed, but it's not It's not okay to be consumed. Yes. It's really important that as a people of faith, yeah. we fill up on the word. So can mm. I encourage you all, as I'm doing myself, to let the major part of our input yes. in yes. be the word of God. Yes, be the word of God. And it's so encouraging because the scriptures are so full of faith and hope and God's got this, he's got you. We're in his most capable hands. Mm -hmm. I just want to read one quick passage in Philippians 4. And it's from verse 5 to verse 8. Well, let's start in verse 4, sorry. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Yeah. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Mm -hmm. But don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Mm -hmm. Tell God what you need mm -hmm. and thank him for all he has done. Yeah. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. Yeah. His peace will guard your hearts yes. and minds as yes. you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. And now, dear brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. let me say one more thing as I close this letter. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Yes. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Yeah. Think about things that are excellent mm. and worthy of praise. Mm. Keep putting into practice all you learned from me and heard from me and saw me doing and the God of peace will be with you. Oh, we must man. fix our oh, minds man. on the word yes. because that's where there's faith. So stay yeah. in faith, not fear. Stay in peace, don't panic. We will come through this in Jesus' name. Amen. I woke up this morning so thankful, so thankful to our Heavenly Father. First of all, for having a Heavenly Father. Thankful that our Father sent Jesus to die on the cross. Thankful that the Holy Spirit came, that we could have a counselor so that we could have a comforter. I think sometimes we can't imagine what life would be like outside of God as the church, as God's people across the world, to imagine what would it be like to be hopeless? What would it be like to have no answer, to have no reason to believe anything other than what we hear with our natural ears? Um, I talked to somebody this week and they said that psychologists are saying the reason why around the world, uh, the first thing that went out of our supermarkets was toilet paper. 
was because subconsciously people in a time of crisis ran for comfort and it's something that they equate with comfort. Isaiah 61 says this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to something. It's so important that we recognize that the anointing is actually for something and it's for people. He's anointed us to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set captives free, and then to comfort. There it is. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is our counselor. He is the paraclete. He's the one that comes alongside. He's with us always, even to the end of the age. And I just want to encourage us, wherever you are, at the sound of my voice, wherever you are, whatever country you're in, whatever you're facing individually, either in your church or your family, with your friends, in your neighborhood, whatever nation, and that the world is in crisis. But I want to encourage us that in a time of crisis, that's when the people of God rise up. He who has the most hope will have the most influence. And I believe that this is a time that we realize who we are and the authority that we have. Um, uh, when I watched the news this morning, having heard the facts, I went to the armory. <laughs> I went down with my wife, V, and we began to pray and we began to get into the word. What weapons do we have today? What is the arrows that are coming our way? And what's the weaponry in the armory that God has given us to fight with? And it's really fun. You know, first of all, Peter says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So divine power is accessed through the knowledge of him. It's knowing who he is. And church, I want to encourage us all that who God is to you is who God will be through you in this hour. If, if, God, if God is a God that is just judging people and judging the church and judging and is, is in a bad mood and he's angry, then that is the God that we will display through us. But I want to suggest to us, and from this scripture, I'm just going to read it to you. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness <laughs> and goodness God is so good and I just want to talk about this in this time that we have together about the goodness of God about the faithfulness of God but here we are here's some weapons in 2nd Corinthians I'm going to read this uh, text to you as well 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 and I'm reading from verse three, though, for though we live in the world, which we do, we do not wage war as the world does. For the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. There's that word divine power again to demolish strongholds. We have divine power. The weapons, the weapons that we fight with are not as the world does. These, on the contrary, the weapons that we have, have divine power to demolish strongholds. So what are the weapons? Ephesians 6 tells us that we have the, the helm of salvation. We have the breastplate of righteousness. We have the belt of truth. Uh, we have, watch this, we have shoes with, that are fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. There, gospel means good news. We are, we are in times of war to be carriers of peace and to be carriers of good news. 
use and the weapons that we have. The weapons, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So I would encourage you in this time to go down to the armory as Fee and I did today. To go down and as you spend time in the word, as you spend time with, with, you will, you will, with the word, you're actually sharpening your sword, which is the word of God. The shield of faith is there to demolish every hour, to distinguish the hours, the arrows that come um, from the evil one. And faith, watch this, we know these are just, these are all, are all things that we know, they're principles and lessons that we've known as we've walked with God from his word. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And in this time, as Fee as Fee's already said, it's so important that we that we listen to what is happening, but then we go to the word of God for the answer. And the more we hear the word of God, the more we hear the truth, the more faith will begin to rise in our hearts. Faith comes and it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some of you may be saying, well, what about wisdom? What about listening to, to the recommendations for, of, the, of, uh, of the governing authorities, whatever city, town, or nation that we live in? And the truth is absolutely yes. Follow. The Bible says, obey the Lord, uh, the law of the land, uh, and listen to those who God has put in authority over us. Listen to, the rem re to their recommendations and use wisdom. It's good to be wise. But here's a hallmark of wisdom that the Bible talks about. James says, the wisdom wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and second of all it's peace loving it's it's peaceable it's it loves peace so practically for you and your family i would encourage you to be governed by peace in this time be governed by let the peace of god let the the peace of god be the umpire of which you make your decisions Paul says to the church in talking about being generous, he says, let each and every one of you decide how much he should give, not out of compulsion, but he's got to decide in his own heart. I would encourage you to imply that also to peace. Each one of you needs to decide in his own heart what he should do. You know, Paul, when talking to the church about faith, he says, one has faith to do this, another one doesn't, another one has faith to this, another one doesn't. So we're at different levels of our faith, we're at different stages of our faith, according to how, what we know about God and how we know his word, which again, which is why we need to know the word of God. The sons of Issachar understood the times and they knew just what to do. We need the word of God because it's a weapon to fight with, but it's also the, the is a, a, of how faith comes when we hear the word of, of God. Faith begins to rise. Faith begins to rise. I could fill this room where I'm standing today right now um, with testimony of, of what's happening over the world, the goodness of God, the goodness of God, the goodness of God. And the more faith rises across the earth with the church as we hear and listen to the sound of heaven, the shield of faith, of faith, that comes by hearing will be lifted up, which will demolish and distinguish those arrows from the enemy. So be encouraged to listen to the word of God. I am listening, first of all, to what the prophets are saying. If faith comes by, by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that it's not just the written word of God, but the spoken word of God. What are the prophets? The Bible says God doesn't do anything without first revealing it to the prophets. What are the prophets? And I'm talking about those who have a track record of speaking and, and um, hearing from heaven about what God is saying in our hour, in our time, in our day, 
in our world. And this, many prophets have prophesied long time ago that what was going to happen this year as far as a plague-like thing that would affect our world, that it would be short-lived. Others are prophesying and there's a consistency that this will be short-lived. It will be done by the first two weeks in April. So church, I'm saying these things because when we hear the truth, um, it allows again faith to come and faith to rise. Colossians chapter 3 says, set your heart and your mind on things above where Christ is seated. Set your heart and mind on things above where Christ is seated. Don't allow fear to get in, but allow the love of God. If there's a time, any other time, that the church should rise, it's right now. Does it mean we use wisdom? Yes. But it doesn't mean we need to grow and rise up in faith? Absolutely yes. When the world is fearful, the church should be fearless. Isaiah 2 says that nations will come to our, sorry, that in the last days, the mountain of the Lord will be the chief mountain and the world will come to Zion and say, teach us your ways. And we need to find ways right now to to be the church in an hour where people are hopeless, that we have faith, that that we are people that bring hope. He who has the most hope has the most influence. If you're, uh, again, going back to peace and very practically, if you um, say you're, you're pregnant and you, um, I would encourage you, mums, again, be led by with peace, but stay at home, protect your children, love your children, don't be foolish. If you go to stay in a hotel, it says pregnant women, don't go into a hot tub. You could say, well, I have faith to do that. Okay, but there's a wisdom in just obeying the guidelines. Um, if you're pregnant and you go to uh, an amusement park, it says pregnant ladies, don't go on a roller coaster. You could say, well, I'm going to go on a roller coaster. I would encourage you to to obey the guidelines and and in this time of crisis not to let fear in but to obey the guidelines if not just for your sake but also for the people around you and use wisdom but don't let fear in let faith arise in our hearts Isaiah chapter Isaiah 60 says arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord shines upon you past tense the glory of the Lord shines upon you the church church it's 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 so important that we arise in this time as God's people as God's church and that we we realize that we have authority we don't shrink back this is somebody said this this is 95% virus and 95% fear And I think there's a lot of truth in that. There is so much fear in the world, but perfect love casts out fear. So growing in our faith is so important. James, um, in James chapter 5, James says this to the church. He says, if anyone is sick, let him come to the elders of the church or call the elders of the church to anoint them with oil. And the prayer of faith, there is again, the prayer of faith will make a sick person well. Can you imagine a world, let alone the church, coming to the elders of the church and saying, hey, we're sick. We need an answer. We need healing. And the elder, if the elder said, sorry, I don't want to catch what you have, please stay away from me. It, it, it's We've got to be in a place of faith, which comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when the sick come, we have an answer. Amen. And I'm of that persuasion that that's what we do. Find ways within your communities to help people, to comfort people who are upset, to, to bring peace to people who are, have no peace, to bring hope to people who are hopeless, to bring joy to people that have no joy. I heard a story of a man in India 
and he was going to speak in a church on a Sunday morning and as he approached the church building uh, there was a man in front of him who had no hands and he had no feet and most of his legs were gone he had leprosy and as this pastor approached the building the man who was trying to climb up the steps to the church building heard him coming and turned round and when he turned round he had this big smile on his face and he said to the pastor welcome to our church and this pastor, who was a young man, um, was taken back, didn't really quite know what to say, but followed this man with leprosy into the building and he showed him to his seat. During worship, as these people were just worshipping God, people from a different culture that he hadn't seen before, loving Jesus with all of their heart, lifting their hands if they had them to the Lord. This pastor could only sing that song when he got up to speak, Jesus, Jesus, your love has melted my heart. And during the, the inter, interval, during the part of the meeting, this pastor turned to the pastor from, from uh, this missionary guy, turned to the pastor of the church in India. And he'd said this, he said, uh, what is your greatest challenge? And he said, the greatest challenge that we face in the church right now is for the rich man to share the communion cup with the leper. And this pastor was so challenged by this, he thought, surely this cup is a cup of blessing. Surely this cup that represents the blood of Jesus, if taken by faith, cannot possibly make someone sick. So he gave the, the, the communion cup to the person, the brother next to him that had leprosy, and he had him take it first, and then he lifted the cup up and put it, his lips to the mouth in exactly the same place where the leper had, and he drank the cup of blessing, and he took communion, he took the bread with him. And to this day, that man does not have leprosy. I'm telling you that because when I heard that, it did something so powerfully deep inside of me about the finished work of the cross. And surely if we really, really believe what Jesus did on the cross, if we really, really believe it. See, he, bro he, the the, the, he broke the bread, which was a picture of healing. And the cup was for the forgiveness of our sin. Jesus healed us and offered us healing before he did the forgiveness of sin. And the reason I'm saying this is because the, cro the cross was so powerful. It was a finished work. When Jesus said to Telestai, he said, it is paid in full. Church, we have power, we have authority. We're no longer in the domain of darkness. We were once in darkness, we were once sinners, we were once slaves, but when Jesus died on the cross, it was a finished work and we were taken, those who accepted the gospel and the good news by faith from the domain of darkness through the finished work of the cross into the marvelous kingdom of light. And now this is the kingdom, it's a marvelous kingdom, it's a great kingdom and it's full of saints and sons and daughters living in the marvelous kingdom of light on the right side of the cross. We're not on a journey to the cross. We're not doing things for love and for acceptance and for victory. No, as sons and daughters, as saints, we're doing things from a place of being loved, from a place of victory, from a place of acceptance. And it's so important that we live right here in this hour in the fullness of everything that Jesus paid for on the cross. Jesus died to, to destroy everything that the devil came to destroy us with. So it's, a, it's, it's so important that we live that way, living in the fullness of these truths and what everything that Jesus paid for at Calvary. My son Jonah came to me this week, he's 13 years old, and he said, Dad, are you worried? I said, no, I'm not worried. He said, why aren't you worried? I said, because Jesus said, don't worry. <laughs>
And my wife and I sat and we listened to him. We could see he was troubled. And he asked this question. He said, Dad, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? And I said, well, the worst thing that could possibly happen is not going to happen, son. So let's not talk about that. He said, I know, typical 13-year-old, but, but what could possibly happen that would be the worst possible thing that could possibly could happen? And I said, well, okay, that's fair. The worst thing, son, that could possibly happen, the absolute worst, would be that we die and go be with Jesus. That's the worst thing. And he said, wow. And I said, but that's also not going to happen. But I want to read you this, and I'm going to read it to you now. These are from the words of uh, C.S. Lewis, one of our very own. And he said during this, this during the, he wrote this during the atomic bomb crisis and threat. He said, this is the first point to be made and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we're going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, then let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing our children, playing tennis, chatting with our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that, but they need not dominate our minds c.s lewis church jesus came that we may have life and have it in abundance the devil came only to steal to kill and destroy let's live and enjoy the life that god has given us to live and i'll just leave you leave you with these words when you pray pray from up here Pray from the right side of the cross. Pray from a place, Ephesians 2 says, we're seated with him in heavenly places. Pray from up here. Pray, pray, Matthew 6, 33 says, after seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, says this then, pray like this. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Don't pray pleading with God and beating ourselves up and, oh God, we're just so sorry that we've done all these things. Live as a son under, under the rule of your heavenly father who absolutely loves you and pray and bring the goodness of heaven. Bring what heaven is like right here onto earth. Can I also encourage you when you pray for people, pray immediately. Pray out loud pray now let's pray let's pray right now and finally pray in faith don't pray in fear amen love you all so much danafi thank you so much for that message okay church so every sunday we are going to continue this format at 10 o'clock we're going to be releasing a service that's going to have someone introduce themselves we're going to have worship from our amazing worship team and then we're going to have a message from some of our regular speakers please give us feedback as you know this is this is uncharted territory for all of us so if you can share not only your feedback of how it was for you but share it amongst your friends and family we want to get this message out that lastly guys this is the time for life groups James and Janine have done a fantastic job in setting up life groups within our body. And if you want any more information, please go online to the website, link down here. If you are interested in staying connected, you can join a Zoom call, which is an online call. You just need a Wi-Fi connection. And people are gathering together, encouraging one another, and just being family. And I just want to end with this. I said it at the beginning. The building is closed, but the church is wide open. Love you, church. Have a fantastic week.